Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Splendid episode of Mostly Lit with myself, Ray, and who do we have in the studio with me today? What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> My name's Alex, Ray, and I'm here with. Oh, Derek. Oh, wow. Derek Look, is Derek. Derek, Derek, Derek we're going to do that again. I'm here with. Derek, Derek. Yeah. Is it not is it, like Derek? Derek Owusu, yeah. Full stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Derek's feeling a bit depleted today, but I so don't we, know why. So we got a, nice we got a bear with him. We got a bear with him. Try and bring it out. Bring it out of him today. How's everybody doing this week? Splendid. Mm-hmm. Splendid. Had a well, having a three-day weekend, which was brilliant mm-hmm. because I took a holiday yesterday because we were at. Future book. Can you calm Future down? Future book. No, I won't calm down. Just because you're under the weather and you're feeling blue, Wait, I'm not. I'm feeling you, red. You know I'm what, feeling yeah. spicy. I'm feeling hot. It's I'm great. So, it's so funny because the other time when Ray was down, everybody was up and Ray's like, "Why do I have to be the one to bring him?" Right. And now she's bringing like, him and Jerry's like, like, "Can you calm down?" Can you calm down? It's like, oh god. Nah. Yesterday, um, yeah. So Friday we were at Future Book Conference. Mm-hmm. which you want to say thank you to Bookseller and everybody else that we that were there? Yeah. Um, amazing day, amazing people. Yeah, um, we had fun. It's obviously it was not like our usual audience, mm. so I, I went there a little apprehensive actually, but um, I think I think it went well. It was pretty yeah. good. We it met was, amazing people. It was so. pretty good. It was pretty good. You so know. thank you so much, Philip. Was there wine? Crystal. There was wine. Yeah. And uh, I don't know about all that. I was having orange juice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so that was wine, but it was good. So though. Was, I mean, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Really how about you, Derek? It. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give us some vim? I mean, yeah, it was, it was all right, innit? It was, it was, um, it was, was a laugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, had a, I had a good time. Um, <laughs> Terry, Terry looks like a shadow, like, you know them guys? Um, wearing, wearing black. I can't, I, what happened? Oh, yeah, the live show, it was fun. Yeah, the live show was actually fun. I think mm-hmm. it was um one of our best that we've done, actually, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not in terms of subject, but in terms of the energy we brought. Um, I'm just realizing more and more and more that that's what it's about. It's about the energy, the vim. Mm-hmm. Even oh. though I don't have much today. <laughs> today. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was fun. Yes, yeah, so of course. Thank you to Philip. 
Um, thank you to Crystal. She was great. Sam mm. Missingham. She was very, very supportive. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Met her. as well. Amazing it's really fun. Um, it was really fun. Yeah, um, it was really Sarah fun. as well from the bookseller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was great. Good it was fun. really good. Like we had a few, a few of them from the bookseller and um, in from vintage, were just in the front, like cheering and, yeah. and laughing at all the jokes. So that was good. That was nice to have. So um, hopefully we'll be back there next year. Inshallah. Yeah, it'll be pretty good. It'll be pretty good. So, uh, what are you guys reading this week? Derek, you can start. Um, Drown. Been reading Drown, and I've been reading um, the manuscript of a book. I'm not allowed to say I've been reading. Yeah. Um, Wait, do we all have that? No. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. It's just you know casual. Which is, is is really 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 good. Oh, it's oh. an amazing book, and I think. Um, it's gonna be doing bit. It's gonna do bits when it comes out. Amazing. So yeah, I mean, congratulations to the author. He's actually like pulled something incredible off. To be fair, and as um, you know, I'm not usually impressed. No, it's really difficult to get there um, to, to, um, <laughs> yeah. to give praise. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's amazing. It's an amazing book. I've also obviously been reading what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. And rereading the unbearable lightness of being. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry for my lack of vim, guys. I'm just fucking tired. <laughs> I'm proper tired. It's fine. It's fine. We'll carry you. Okay. We'll, we'll carry you. Like the torch. Go on. Um, Ray, what are, you, what are you reading? Well, obviously I read Drown, um, the short story that by Gino Diaz that you told us to read. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also read, um, oh, what's his other little short story? Dating a white, a white girl. Yeah, we're going to talk about those during the Lifting show. Dating so. or whatever. <laughs> um. Yeah, and obviously, honest to God, I literally tried so hard this week to finish Pullman's um, because I've actually had enough of coming in and being like, oh yeah, I'm still reading that damn book. Yes, I'm still reading that damn hefty book. And I didn't, couldn't do it's it. It's definitely a Christmas read for me. I, I, when yeah, I've just got a break. I just, I couldn't finish it. And I'm really angry with myself because I really want to start something new. But I know I will finish it today. So that's why I've got another book in my bag with me. I'm going to read it, be reading. Um, You're not going to be reading that. I am. I start today, so I've got Lolita by um, Vladimir Nabokov. Um, so I'm I'm really excited to read it. I was literally like looking at my shelf today, like, oh, what should I take? Um, I've got Home by Binti. I mean, sorry. <laughs> See, everybody's tired and I'm today. Um, but yeah, I've got that which my friend gave me, um, which I will also be reading alongside uh, Lolita. But yeah, I'm excited to tell you how Lolita goes. I hopefully I'll be done with it by uh, next week. Can we play Amazing. some bets? I mean, huh? Play some bets. Play some Ray, bets. Place bets. All right, cool. Ray is not going to finish Lolita. Why? Okay. You're going to stop reading it. Why? You'll see. No, can you not do that? Just tell me why. Like. No. no, 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 no. Well, let's place bets. Ooh, oh, let's cool. place a bit. Place a bit. All right. Um, let's let's do that. Let's do that off air. Okay. I bet. Oh, okay. We'll oh, wait. You're gonna write that? No, no. Like. No, no. I won't write it down. No. Can we? Like, I want to know the bets. Oh. I think people should I... know the bets. Why are we gonna do it off air? I, oh, okay, I cool. bet that. I thought it was. Anyway. I bet the next week when we come back, <laughs> mm-hmm. you're going to say I've stopped reading it. Why? Just trust me. Okay. And how are you? Are you betting prices or? Are you I like... want to bet sweets because I really want some. <laughs> no, we'll bet a book. Ooh. Ooh. We bet books. Yeah. Okay. Thing is, I'm very like. Oh Okay. And so, if you <laughs> tell me that I won't read it, then I'll just try my very best to. I guarantee you that won't even be enough. Try. Okay. There cool. Is, there is <laughs> do or do not. There is no yeah. try. 
Right. Okay. Well, we'll see about that. Um, mm, bet books. What kind of books are we going to bet out yeah. here? I mean, betting is haram, but there's no interest on books right now. Actually, it doesn't matter. No, in- <laughs> it's still <laughs> Intell- intellectual interest. I know it's still it's still bad. Um, yeah. Uh, cool. So you got you got Lolita that you're going to start. Yes. Yes. Because I'm tired of talking about Pullman. I love you, but mm. sorry. Oh, the book is great, by the way. Please go and read it. <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. What are you reading, Alex? I'm not reading much this week. I've just um, just been continuing the Black Panther. And yeah, and obviously reading the books that we're going to talk about today. So yeah. I haven't finished Black Panther. No, because I'm busy. Why do you like, always do that? It's always every day. Like, oh, you haven't finished always, that. Shut your mouth. Nobody it, has your time. It's always a grimace. Like, so Derek can read pretty quickly. I'm trying to like balance a whole lot. Everyone like, has like, their I did, own speed. I did read um for Esme of Love and Squalor the um the actual the short story again. Oh, you reread it. Yeah, and um I was tempted to start a good day for banana fishing. Is it banana fishing? Banana fish. Banana fishing. I always call it banana. I always read it as banana fish. Hmm. But yeah, a maybe it's been on. I don't a good, know. A good day for benefits. And um, so after you read, after you reread for Esme, did you then realize that yeah. it's a war story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I read, it, read it as a war story. That's kind of why there was a shift in my perspective. But yeah, um, it's amazing though. Yeah, yeah, I really love it. I really love it. I love JD Salinger. He's good. He's good. Underrated. He provides a perspective of history, which is a really interesting. Um, Obviously, it's a war story, and it's that it's that period, it's that grey period of American history, right? That is it, like the more depression kind of. Uh, like, not really. It's, it's depression. Like, it's kind of like leading into that. Like, is it? I like that kind of that era. I think it's more to do with like post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. I think that's. I think that's what it's really about. Mm. Post-traumatic stress disorder, and I guess trying to hold on to your sanity by latching on to something innocent, which mm-hmm. was obviously Esme. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But amazing story, JD Salinger. Yeah, it's really good. Great, really good. There are some other ones I need to finish in that um, in the book. I think there was one, the one about winter. Um, let me just double check what it's called. Can you just read Franny and Zooey? I will do once I've finished this. Um, this, yeah. maybe. Yeah, banana fish. A perfect day for banana fish. Oh, it's banana fish. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was another one. I think it was ugly Uncle Winnie. Uncle Winnie. Uncle Wiggily in Connecticut and um, down at the dinghy. Those are what I'm going to continue with this week. Anyway, yeah. okay. That's cool. All righty. Um, let's go on, on to the tete-a-tete. Um, or do you want to provide your gem first? Which one? No, no, we'll go on to tete-a-tete. Tete-a-tete. So there's just, again, three, three points. Um, we're going to have a black queen. Guys, um, a lot of everybody, everybody was going crazy all over the media and social media about That's the fact that <laughs> about the fact that uh, Prince Harry has decided to propose and publicly, obviously propose She's publicly be the royal, to uh, Meghan Markle, who was obviously Rachel Zane in suits. Um, that a lot of people, <laughs> that people, a lot of people tend to not recognize and. It was, it was so funny on the on LBC. Everybody was like, "Oh, she's a she's a lesser known actress. No one knows who she is." Kind of thing. In and the I'm UK, Suits isn't big over like, here. But like over here, Suits is not, but a lot, but, not that big. But a lot of people know she like nah, when people say Meghan Markle, I was like, "Oh, Meghan." Nah. It was really weird. But what do you think about all of that? Like everyone was talking about, um, you know, as soon as as soon as you know Prince Harry was dating her, this whole this whole race thing came into play. But what my issue was. Was on the timeline. A lot of people were like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna have a black queen now." And like, when they when they go to the when they when they go to, when the black part of her family come to the wedding, 
Do you know what I find hilarious? Do you know what I find really funny? People are coming to say, when Meghan Markle's like, oh, when people are saying, oh, Meghan Markle's going to be the first black royal, people are piping up to say, well, she's not black, she's mixed race. When Obama was made president of the United States, no one piped up with that same shit. A few people did, but not a lot. Most Mm. people were like, oh, my president is black, my first black (laughs) president. They're not saying the same thing about Meghan Markle. What's the difference? I I guess because... Um, Obama um, I want to say I like Megan has literally denounced her blackness in my eyes like those things that she said that have been quite um, iffy like every time that, that the subject of her being black comes up she kind of to even the interview that she did mm-hmm. she was very much like yeah I'm you know very proud of where I'm from and she never said yeah I'm a black woman well, because she doesn't identify as black she exactly, identifies as but I race. think mm. I think Obama identifies as as black. So you think that's the difference? I I do, mm. I really do, and Truth. also it's not. That's not the difference, right? Because Ob- Obama so. is still mixed race, even if he says he's black, he's mixed race. Meghan Markle is mixed race. I don't know, and also in terms of phenotypically, she looks uh, racially ambiguous. Ra- yeah, whereas Obama <laughs> looks black. So now it comes down to phenotypes. Uh, like I'm just giving you the little points that, that I, guess, I see just I, that that will kind of refute what you're saying. I guess it's or have or have a dialogue with what you're saying. I guess it's okay. something weird because a lot of people are very much like, oh, and those kids are black. See, yeah, from what they see, their mother like that. See, oh yeah, and she and Barack Obama was with a black woman. Hella black woman. She's not even like. So that makes him that makes him more black than Meghan Markle. I don't know. I don't there know. Is, like, I don't know. I don't know what you would, would you say that that family is a black family. Who who the Obamas. Are they a black family? Yes. Would you say they're a black family? Looking at the kids, the wife, and, or would you call them a mixed family? Because Malia incited to me. They're like black girls. Yeah, but let's be realistic. They like, are a mixed family. Yeah. Yes. Do you know what I mean? They are a mixed family. They, obviously, their kids are more. They can start going down and being like, you know, we're all mixed families. No, no, no! It doesn't. It, no, it, no, it really does. It really does. If you, if, if you you're really bear, bearing at the, you know I'm not no, reaching the bones of your argument now. Like what argument? I'm just saying why. Well, why are people making a distinction between mm. the two people? I'm not arguing do you know anything. What, do you know what I find interesting though? Is because like it, it could be down to the when it becomes like when we start talking about mixed parentage or whatever. A lot of people tend to think you know if it's a mixed girl and the mum is black. I was a mixed girl and the mum is white or whatever the, the other race it's a diff they, they tend to treat them differently which is silly so when it comes to Barack Obama his dad was black and his mum was white whereas Meghan Markle's mum is bl- black or is she mixed her mum is mixed actually in some way right yeah I think her mother's mixed but she so her mum's even mixed uh, yeah, yeah her mum's even mixed I but they call her African American they don't call her because black. in over there like yeah. over there race is like exactly. you have a little bit that's what you're black it's, like, it's so weird how what they take into exactly. consideration when it comes that, to that's, that southern one drop rule like as soon as you're one bit of black yeah you're black and it's nasty it's a terrible thought because it's almost like well you know, precisely right so why are people coming to do Meghan Markle is mixed yeah, if the one job rule no. applies, because she said that's what that's how she identified. Yeah, but, mixed. but that doesn't. Mixed. What you're saying does not making sense. What she, that's what she said. Yeah, but regardless of what she says, if oh, the one okay. drop rule applies, then people should still say that she's black. But they're not doing that. They're saying she's mixed. Whereas with I think Obama, no, I think, I think Amer- Americans are saying she's black. A lot, I've, I think I've seen a lot of British people saying no, she's mixed. But they weren't saying that about Obama. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. So. Do you know what I, I mean? guess, but you know, it's so weird. Either I, I way, was, I she's think, just acceptable. That's the a lot, can, a, lot, like, a lot has changed. A lot has changed in ten years, though. That's really weird. Do you know what I mean? Because when Obama first came out, nobody was thinking that. They were just thinking there's this black man 
as president, whereas uh, ten years later. No, people. No, Alex. No, absolutely not. The people have been. <laughs> this this has been a, a topic of discussion for mm. longer than ten years. Yeah. No, I'm saying like obviously he's from him coming to being president, mm-hmm. and then obviously within that ten years, a lot has kind of like influenced culture and identity up until this point. So you know, for her actually sitting there and saying that she identifies as this that, and the other, whereas Barack Obama's not necessarily said that. Has he sat down and said that he identifies as mixed? No, I don't recall. Has he said that? I don't know. He you know what I mean? I, I, not that I recall. He hasn't I mean, refuted. Basically, people say that he's black. No. He's anchors, I'm, I'm pretty sure Obama's probably said he's mixed. I think yeah. he has. He's acknowledged his. He's acknowledged, yeah. he's acknowledged, he's acknowledged yeah. his yeah. heritage. Dual heritage, yeah. 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 Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, I, I don't know. Just, I, just, I mean, just let people identify how they want, but I, right, I yeah. just. It just. It bugs me a little bit when there's yeah. this difference when two people are the same like how we see them why do we see one person as this yeah and personally i feel like it is very much a phenotypic thing in terms of how does this person look Mm. do you know what i mean if somebody was to tell me obama was full black i'll be like yeah yeah, i see that it's strange though whereas um megan looks like a mixed babes do you know what i mean like Mm. There is no way for me to not see that. Yeah, but so does Halle Berry. But when people Halle say Berry mixed race. yes, yeah, Halle but, right. when, mixed race. but when right. people say Halle Berry is the first black woman to win the best actress Oscar, nobody says anything. No one says no, she's mixed. She's mixed. They Did still they? no, no one no says one that. that she, no, you, people are still like know. I know that, yes, uh, that speech. The first black woman. <laughs> I know that speech so well. exactly. Wow. But no one's saying anything. That's what I'm saying. And what even if, look at like Tracy Ellis Ross, right? Her father is a white. Oh yeah, she's mixed, isn't she? She's mixed, but she full out like she sees herself as a black woman in my eyes. But look at Halle Berry, Berry's phenotype; it's the same as Meghan Markle. She's got white, white Europe- features, European or features. European features, exactly. Mm. But she's still considered a black woman. I wonder if it, I wonder if her mum was black or not. That does that, I mean, and people may say that doesn't make a difference. But I do. Either think way, it does. there's gonna be a dreadlocked uh, woman that's walking into that. Um, into, into the wedding. Into the wedding. <laughs> so I mean, so what? Anyway, yeah, let's get yeah. back to the books. No, <laughs> I'm going through the tete a tete. Are we Jeffrey Baraki's um, publishing his book of dialogue books? It's called Blacklisted, and it was on the bookseller. Oh, oh, did he write? Um, Hold tight. Yes, the the grind book. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah masculinity and millennials and grime so yeah that's another book point to go through um and then the third point the third point is uh jay-z finally confesses to cheating on beyonce in one of those big men are trash in his his big um, new york times article which we'll probably speak about a bit later on with regards to the topic we're going to be talking about but Everybody was going for his neck, saying, da, 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 oh, you know, you're still trash. Did he actually say, trash. I haven't listened to it. Did he actually say, yeah, cheating? Um, I read it. He basically... Says you know, infidelity. He said, talks about infidelity. He talks about, you know, going to therapy and him and Beyonce using their music as therapy and then working <laughs> through it together and various different things, you know, because they were going to make a joint album. Can you imagine? Nah, Beyonce needs to come for his neck, you know. No, 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 no. They were going to do a joint album. And I think say, obviously... And, 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 you know, and you know, And, and did He's you know... Like, I'm but, sorry. But you saw Lemonade, right? And yeah. obviously, and like, what was it? Sandcastles? Where I she's stopped talking about um three-inch hills because I'm not about that forgiveness stuff. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, Beyonce, that's it. This is where I go off. You know, because I think, what's it? Sandcastles was very much about the, the whole forgiveness stage. And I feel like that's kind of... But they were doing it together. And then obviously he said that... um her music had come further. So he said, they said, all right, she's going to do, she's going to release her album the year before he does his. It'd just be interesting if he wins the um, the Grammy. <laughs> I like 
Faithful for though. People saying it. that they like don't it. like it. I quite liked it. I liked it. Because I still be... replay it, and that's when I know I like I it. I liked it, but we'll just, it'll just be interesting to see. So, that's a tete Uh Derek, what are your gems? What is your gem? My week? gems. What is your gem this week? It's Derek's gems. I just call Derek's gems. Derek's gem, plural, singular. Um, not sure. Anyway, what's, anyway your, what's your. My what's gem, gem today is a children's book. It's called. <laughs> It's called I Want My Hat Back. <laughs> and it's a picture book. But it's a really, really good picture book. Um, Ray's just looking at me like, what the fuck? But trust me, if you get it, you read it, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's really, really good. Um, the illustrations are really good as well. And I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. I was talking to this guy once at um, a Bayman publishing event. I say this guy. Sorry, I've forgotten his name. Mm. Um, and he said he works in obviously children's books and mm-hmm. and I said to him what is it about I want my hat back that's just so amazing and he was just like I th- he was like it's the simplicity of it and it's very I don't know I don't know I, anyway he was basically like the simplicity of the book and the fact that it's just it's just fun mm-hmm. he wrote um, it do you remember I he wrote it I can't remember his name no right. I can't remember the name of the illustrator either We'll put um, it in the show description. Yeah, we will. Out. But it's just great, amazing, amazing book. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to become like a classic, like the Hungry Caterpillar, or not now Bernard. Not now Bernard. Yeah. Not now not Bernard. Bernard. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, what's the That's other one with the bear? The bear. Yes, there was another one. Was Where the wild things are. No, no, the no. Cart- no, no the no. picture book. Yeah, it's a picture book. Mm. Of a bear. I can't remember. Yes. I can't remember. Oh man. Okay, it doesn't matter. I'll find it. But yeah, not not Bernard. Bernard. Wow. What have, what other classics? So much. Um, Children's picture books. Oh, have you, have you, have you, no, but classics. I mean, this is like a black classic book. Have you read so much? No. Like, um, and it's like it goes back. Is it, is it JJ? And he gets passed around his family. And it's like, oh, your auntie loves you. So we're going much. on a bear hunt. Oh. We're going um, on a bear hunt. Yeah, by Michael. Um, oh, what is it? Oh. Michael. Rosen, I don't know, but it's we're going on a bear hunt. Oh, I yeah. fucking love that. Yeah, I, I remember. Love that. I remember reading them in like and year one. The Patchwork Elephant. That was the first book I ever read in English. So um, I was stuck on it. And what about years. that? The multicolored fish or something that yes, everybody loves. Yes. Um, I've never read that. I remember. S- I remember someone tweeting, "Oh, this book taught me about a racism or something like that and diversity." <laughs> no, oh. it's true. Oh, Elmer the Patchwork Elephant. Elmer was literally the first book I read in English. That became a TV show, didn't it? Um, a cartoon. Yeah, it was the first book I read in English. Mm-hmm. I was stuck. Miss Hildreth made me read that. I remember her name. Miss Hildreth. Miss Hildreth. Reminds me of that woman from The Worst Witch. Um, she no, she was absolutely an incredible woman. She's the one that taught me English, mm-hmm. and she, I really wanted because you know each book. <laughs> shut up. Each each every every week you move on to a new book, right? And then you get like a tick or whatever in your like your book sort of. Um, journal and i was stuck on that book for a whole month mm. because obviously i didn't know any english and she would refuse to let me to move on until i knew it and she'd sit yeah. down and ah oh, she was an incredible one thank you so much yeah. miss hildreth for teaching me how to talk <laughs> what about megan mog megan mog megan mog oh my god this are the witch and her little and her cat oh, and her scrawny little yeah. cat mm. what's that one with um there's this very naughty boy not now, Bernard. Not 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 now, Bernard. There's very there's loads of naughty boys. Kipper, in. is it Kipper? 
Kipper, Biff and Chip. Oh, Biff, Biff and Chip. Chip. <laughs> I don't oh know. Where is where do I remember Kipper from? Kipper's the dog. Kipper's the dog. That's it. Kipper's the big red dog. That came, the, the, that came out. That came out. That came out a bit later. Wait, then. was that a book? Yeah, it was a TV show as well. Oh, because I I had to remember. I know that. Uh, You're thinking Kipper of Spot the dog. Spot. Spot the dog. The dog. <laughs> Flipping hell. I remember um, the song for Big. Um, <laughs> what is it called? I don't know. <laughs> okay, Clifford needed Annalise. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and he was a huge dog. Like. He was a huge dog. I remember somebody sent that book to my house because my dad's, uh, my, it's my dad's name. Oh, Clifford. Yeah. Oh, and they sent oh. the book. Clifford, and we're just like, hold dog. on. I used to bloody love What's that this? show. It's hilarious. Do you guys remember Mona the Vampire? As a Mona book. the Vampire. As a book. Was it, no, as I thought it was a TV show. Yeah, I remember it as a TV show. I used to come back home at 4.30. It used to come on all yeah. the time. After school, I used to be there. <laughs> oh, childhood, man. That's a, that's, a throw, that's a throwback. A real throwback. Yeah, so <laughs> you now, said it's but... called I Want My Hat Back. Yes, my, I Want My Hat Back. We'll figure out who wrote it. But um, and we'll put it in the show notes. Cool. In the show notes. All right. Right. My hat back was written by uh, John Classen. That's it, John, John Classen. Classen. Yes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> All righty. Main topic. Are we ready? Are yep. we ready to move on to the main topic? All right. Um, so this week, the guys and I, we read. Um, the guys and I. The guy, the gal, the hijabi, and I. The Muslimic. The Muslimic. Okay. We read, uh, we, sorry, we read, uh, we read Drown. We read, um, we went to Gino, one of Gino Diaz's short stories collections, his first short story collection, um, called Drown. And in that, we picked two stories, uh, Drown and How to Date, uh, Brown Skin, Light Skin. You just even just look at the damn thing. <laughs> Why are you just trying to, you know, I actually, that was my favorite one. How to Date a Brown Girl, Black Girl, White Girl, or Halfie. Now, what did you guys think? Shit. Um, <laughs> that story. My soul. I had to do a brown girl. I hated it. I just thought it was You just rubbish. read it right now. Like, yeah. 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 He's read it. And I, I read it. I, just think I, I didn't like it at all. Why? Because I just thought, what, like, what is this? I just didn't get it. What didn't you get about it? Like, I just, I just feel like what he's writing about is... It's like okay, yes, I get it. I feel like another writer could have handled that a lot better. Why? Because it was just, it just seemed muddled to me. Like I get what he was trying to do. I just don't feel like he pulled it off very well. Okay, so, all right, explain the story then. What was he trying to do? I mean, right, obviously, it, it he's just trying to convey the different ways you prepare and different ways you handle dating a different different types of girls, mm-hmm. but all in one story as if he's dating them. If it's this, if it's that, oh, this is what you do. I'll hide the government chiefs here. Like, come on, we've all been there. The mandem's been there. You got a thing coming around to the yard. You have to go fix up this, fix up that, hide this, hide that. Like when I was younger, that's that's what I used to do. I used yeah. to hide, hide my mum's clothes. Obviously, when you when you grow up in the fucking hood, you got a, <laughs> yeah. you've got a lot of things in your yeah, house yeah. that sh- probably shouldn't be there. You've got like big suitcases, big bags and suit trunks in your house full of kente cloth that your mum's gonna send back to Ghana, but it never actually goes there. It's just so you've got to hide all of these things when someone's wow, coming around I'm to the house. So much because yeah. I never went to anyone's house. Yeah, but this is what you gotta do. So I understand what he's saying, and oh, if she's from out of ends, then you. You could take her to somewhere in the ends, but if you're dating someone in ends, you have to take them out ends because they're they not going to be impressed with yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I get it. I just feel like somebody could have handled that story a lot better. The way he handled it was like, 
there was no excitement. I was not like, oh shit, yeah, I remember. I was this. excited. Oh shit, this. I was just like, okay, bro, like what? That is right. I really think? liked it. Um, I liked the way he wrote. It was very simple. Um, it wasn't like overly flavorsome and flamboyant, um, which is what I liked and what I liked. And he had a way of um of incorporating a a child voice that really wants to grow up Mm -hmm. um, with that uh, particular short story. Um, In terms of Drown, it took me a while to get into Drown because I was a bit lost. Um, He doesn't really set the scene. Um, It's all about... He doesn't really set the scene in the beginning. It just Mm. really pulls you straight into the character. So I was like, okay, I think maybe that's just the, the, the structure of maybe short stories he's trying to compact something in it but it felt in the beginning like i was just like rushed into yeah. a narrative that i didn't even know you how know, i got there he's he's spoken a lot about short stories and about how well how he writes them and yeah. it's like you know you just basically you're honing in on a person's life at this very particular point so yeah. that you're thrown in to their character yeah and you've got to you've kind of got to adapt quickly to what's going on in their life at that time I think which I found really interesting I think with Drown the stories in Drown I think he was it's his first, perf- it's his first one that's anyway. what I was going to say I think he was perfecting a style yeah. that he perfected in This Is How You Lose Her right because okay. there's a story in there's a couple stories in This Is How You Lose Her written in the same kind of way mm-hmm. that are much better yeah, it's a, yeah. yeah you can tell that he's okay he's perfected the craft now you know, so cause, I cause actually didn't like I preferred this mm. to the few stories that you, I read in yeah but that's just because you're you know you're reading about men being trash of course it's not going to tickle course, your fancy yeah, yeah. but I, I preferred <laughs> I preferred this one and I, I preferred the writing in this one as well mm. really um, I did this is how you, I don't know this is how you lose her it's just so like it's that it's weird it's so dead like in no, my eyes anyway because the thing is with how to date a black girl brown girl white girl like half yeah um, this is the way that he kind of writes, the way I looked at it, as if it, as if is as if you were in a conversation. Do you see what I mean? Like someone's sitting there and they're like, "Okay, so you do this." Obviously, you hide the government cheese. You put you like you you like put your your frame down with you with an afro if it's a particular girl. You know what I mean? Like, I like you're you're sitting there, you're sitting there like he's like he's talking to his brother or he's like, "This is what you do," or "This is what this is the kind of thing that happens." It just didn't come across like that. It just, me. yeah, I don't know. Just the way it was speaking, the way it was like I was absorbing it was just like that. So I don't know. I just found it. I found. I think it was a little moments a good... where he would say something like, um, "You would say that you liked her, like her skin or her eyes, which, which you do because they're not yours or something." Those kind of things were like, oh, maybe touching on something much more deeper. There, are you gonna say anything more about that? And he wouldn't. Yeah. Um, I think. I would have preferred that, but I guess obviously because it's a short story, not maybe enough characters or whatever to to delve into all of that. Mm. Um, but I thought it was fine. I think Drown was um, better in terms of depth, especially of character. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a bit like, it was quite hilarious actually because I it, I was then thinking about sexuality mm. and queerness, and um, it reminded me of um, <laughs> Derek calling me queer because. <laughs> I said, yeah, of course I'll do Gal Gadot. You know? Yeah. Um, but it was kind of like, oh, you know, how how do you view how do you sexuality and how do you navigate and how that confusion because um, in in Drown when I forgot his name, uh, did he have a name? Junior. Junior. No. No, not in Drown. It's probably, but yeah, but I just probably, say, yeah. I just say all of them are Junior. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> when his friend obviously like 
started filling him up and he got really confused um but then he didn't say anything because you know he was you mean when his friend sexually abused him let's call it what it is that's what happened his friend abused him because when he was like what are you doing yeah his friend didn't stop like he he abused him mate a man putting his hands down your trousers without your permission is sexual abuse yeah that was the first time right yeah and then the second time yeah he, like he accepted it yeah I'm, I'm like I didn't there was no verbal this is weird so that I don't know whether there was resistance mm. or when I was reading it was I don't know I felt like the second one was there was, there was that, it was consensual yeah this do you know is, what I mean is, this was, this the was second accepted. time it was kind of like yeah I know what's up mm. yeah the first it. time it was like what are you doing and then mm. he continued and he just yeah. yeah, I think he did come. So when he did it, he did, yeah. and then he left. Yeah, um, and then the second time it was like, yeah. okay, so I'm those a bit like confused. Ex- he explores intimacy in a very, in a very weird way. Yeah, in that, in that show, in that book, in that story. I didn't see that intimacy at all. I just because because they were friends. I know, but I thought they were doing that. And he, yeah, but he was like, oh, I, I, I don't know what what is happening, but I feel like losing the friendship is going to be even worse. Exactly. So whatever it is. For me, that wasn't intimacy. That was just him basically putting his prejudices behind him and then still trying to pursue a friendship with this person. Because obviously we see that um, he's, I don't know, he has this weird thing with, there's some words in Drown that I'm sure are homophobic slurs. I I don't know what they are translated. Yeah. I just feel like they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- Do you know I, I mean? Know, that. that's, 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 like, living in Spain, that's what the Spanish would, the Spanish would say. Yeah, that's they what would say yeah. that to people and it's just like... Yeah, no. but see, those words, I, I couldn't... But I just knew they were homophobic yeah. slurs. But for me, like, although there's obviously the, um, the homosexual themes, me, I think what, what really touched me about the story was just his relationship with his mum. That was yeah, it. I, I loved his mum. Mm. Like, that... The um the thing with the masturbation seemed like an aside. Yeah, it's like it wasn't the main story. That's yes, why, yeah. exactly. It felt like the main story was yeah. his relationship with his mother. That's why when you said that when you read the book, he's like, "Is this what's going to happen in it?" I was thinking, that's why I said, "Oh yeah, shit, that actually does happen." Mm. But there are, there's various different things. Like I was looking at it from the friendship's perspective. Mm. Like you know how they would go to the mall, the mall and do various things. Yeah, and, you know, going to the swimming pool and getting shouted at by these old by these old Spanish women. Do you know what I mean? I think uh, it, he explored a sort of loneliness really well in in Drown. Mm. Like there was a part when they he, they were um, at the swimming pool, and he went like a bit further off or whatever. And he, um, Gina Diaz talked about the silent the 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 noise at the you know when he rose up and and the silence underneath the um the water. And I was so weird because when I when like I had a, my like freak drowning incident, it mm. was literally that. Yeah. It was you know that difference between when you're above board and you hear so much noise coming from like the shore or whatever, and you're underneath and it's complete silence. Mm. And I feel like that underneath that that drowning is his whole life. Um, it, it, it's the, the the way that that it's written. He's just like you know selling things like selling drugs to these kids, and mm. he's just taking his mother shopping and and she's getting all like done up for the shopping trip his father's away with another woman Mm. and he's even on a budget quality is non-negotiable 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Very much in charge, taking care of his, of his mother. And then he has this relationship with this friendship man that is kind of weird and... It, it does feel like there's so much happening to him that yeah. he, he, there is this hollow silence, this drowning effect, which I thought he portrayed really, really well. Yeah. So I, I, I think I like that. Do you like you pref- you I don't know. You Now I'm like, oh shit, that, that. When you're it, thinking about it, it's a bit like, yeah. yeah, you can feel the like suffocation yeah. in a really weird way. No, what you like, Ray, is your own interpretation of it and you're now kind of like, oh yeah, I'm very clever. I've really no, broke that down well, didn't no, I? I? Oh, more, I like this story. Wow. No, it's more so just like, oh shit, there was more, so much more in that that I didn't really think of when I was I think he, I think I do think he's a clever writer. I do think he's a clever he's writer. He's very clever. But, but although this, this does feel really premature, because obviously it's his first one, because I remember reading it, this is the last short story collection I read. Well, he's only got three, but he's, I, this is the last short story collection I read of his. And I was thinking, compared to the novel and to This Is How You Lose Her, that this you can, gonna, you, can you give you, me your Oscar Wilde book <laughs> you can see it. how um, you can see how he's matured with that oh yeah absolutely but then also even in like how to date um, in how to date he's got like he's got he's got several quips in there like that he that he kind of like takes the piss out of with regards to like Latino Latino men and stuff mm. I think like tell her that you love her hair that you, that you love her skin and her lips because in truth you love them more than you love your own mm. or like running your hair through running your hand through your hair Like like one of those white boys, but you know the only thing that runs through your hair is Africa. So I hate that line. Africa. I hated that line. I but was it's like, so explicit in a in a really implicit I way. I was like, what are you trying to say? It's, it's like, bruv, like you should, you should. I personally think you should have said something. That means else. you would hate. That means you'd hate the first two pages of the Oscar Wilde. Then probably the only thing running through my hair is Africa. What what does no, that no, mean? No, no, easily that can run through your hair that easily is Africa. What does that mean? That your hair is African. And what does that mean? That like like his hair is thicker than the girl that he's trying to press. So he could have said that in a much better way. Oh, yeah. I that's how I... it. But the thing is, but obviously, when you look at the Latino community and stuff, yeah. and they try to deny their blackness so much in certain in certain communities, it's you know because they say Latino, and then you've got Afro Latinos who aren't really classes. No, African. I no, I completely so get that. So I think he's 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 critiquing that. 
I'm just saying you could have said it a better way. You think so? I thought I was really bad. How would mind. you say it? I think it was very. I don't cool. know. I'm not Juno Diaz. <laughs> no, but how would you say it? I don't. That's I don't Derek. write short stories, so don't ask me <laughs> that question. It's a line. It's just a line. How would just you have line. said that line? Uh, mate, I have to sit down for ten minutes to rewrite one word, so <laughs> <laughs> I can't rewrite a line. Especially I don't know. I liked. I liked it because it's just. It was clear. It was just clear what she was saying. Um, she'll say something in Spanish or whatever. Yeah, man. And. But you've never been to Spain or something. That was like oh a, no no! What well, when he said um, you will they will call they will call you Spanish. I think so. And he's like, that's really weird because you never but you've never been to Spain. Yeah. He's like he's actively he's critiquing like society though because that's what they call them up there. So they call them Spanish. Mm. I wanted to know what you. I just wanted to know what you guys thought. So this is adolescence, right? I kind of wanted to kind of talk about that. Like, what does it? Did it make you think about? Growing up and growing up and being adolescents and like various oh, different things of your friendships and like relationships and various things. How did that? How make were you, you like as an adolescent, Derek? Um, I didn't really have an adolescence. Oh cause... God, here we go. Well, how, I didn't. So how how everyone has an adolescence? Not really. No, I, not really. I okay, don't... but then you have to explain what an adolescent period is. Okay, all right. Do you know what I mean? Let's do that then. I, what what does adolescence mean to you? It's just a period of getting to know yourself and becoming. It's, it's that it's that stage of going through pu- puberty and understanding yourself, understanding your relation to the world, mm-hmm. understanding where you fit in, yeah. who you are on a very basic level. I feel like my adolescence happened <laughs> from the age of 18 onwards. What were you doing before? I was just scattered from. I was just all over the mm. place. I was, do you know what I mean? I, honestly, th- I feel like... I understand that. From the age of zero to 18 that period i just feel like it was an absolute mess man mm. do you know what i mean don't know what was going on um like i said before i was in foster care mm. my foster mom was white came to the uk i mean came to london my mom's suddenly black yeah I, like and black west african Ghanaian. everything's changed like and then school was just weird as well mm. everything was just strange like do you know what i mean so it's only when i became 18 that i was kind of like oh I'm Derek and I actually have to try That's and similar, actually. create an identity for myself. Yeah. Before that, I didn't really think that I needed it to yeah. identify as anything. Yeah. That's similar, actually, because even when I think back to between the ages of 13 and 18, I don't really remember anything. Mm. And like, because I didn't, I didn't have that reckless teenage phase. I didn't have it. Like, just because I was the oldest, I had to, there were certain things I had to do, like, and have that certain responsibility. Not on re- reckless teenage you know, like, you know that some people I think Claire, Claire, I think Claire Foy mentioned this the other day um, but she was basically saying having a reckless phase this is like you know arguing like even arguing back with parents or even like being that troublesome being troublesome between that period or sneaking out or doing things is that that common though no like I don't know or is I that just a cliche now I think it is quite I think it is quite common I think you are you like you just weren't rebellious you know what I mean in, at, at that point or you were just free, so free that you didn't need to be yeah, or don't or people or repressed enough that you just didn't feel like you could oh, do right, anything. Okay. Well, I was rebellious. I was but a little that, shit. Yeah, but I I couldn't be. If that makes any sense because Why? I was the oldest of like I was the oldest of four, and you know certain responsibility was put on me from like the age of ten. So mm. from the age of ten, oh, okay, we could say ten to eighteen then. Mm. I was so the then, oldest then, in my house. and that's a lot, and that's a lot to have. If that if it was like you know not picking up your siblings or being home for for a certain time when all your friends are like after school at chicken shops and doing doing whatever like hanging out or, and you're just like oh, I've got to I've got to go home before the before, like especially when the clocks go forward or back or when it goes dark got to be home before it gets dark 
You know what I mean? Like it's just various things that you just don't have that. I didn't I didn't have that as a adolescent. So I didn't know what that was. What's adolescence to you? Sitting in the in the cupboard oh reading Omar Tyree by Torchlight. Go on. <laughs> speak for me. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Let the subaltern speak, please. Go on. <laughs> go on. Um I agree with Derek in terms of what adolescence is and that communication and um understanding of who you are Definitely, and, yeah. and you know, your existence in the world and other people. Um my adle- I think I had a childhood which is good. I was allowed to be innocent for a very, very long time. Um I had a childhood, I think as a adolescent because i think i was very like like protected i didn't really get to have I, i'd like to say i was rebellious but i wasn't really i was rebellious when i started university and as as i got much older because there was all of a sudden this freedom mm. but i remember being an adolescent and i think i just remember puberty really well because i had i think i had really bad puberty mm. um like hormones absolutely raging i remember specifically arguing with my aunt and you know with everyone around me because i was so angry all the time i mm. literally would wake up angry every day for no reason and mm. cry because i'm like why am i so angry mm. um literally like puberty just hit me hard um it affects everybody differently yeah and i was just angry every day i just just i just feel like my adolescent period yeah. I was just pissed off and angry at everyone, and I wouldn't talk to people for days in my house. I was very I was just angry. I think I was very solemn. I was very introverted. I was very. It was really dark. It was really. It was like I did, when I first think about it, it was really dark between, as I say, thirteen and eighteen. It was really just really quiet. Yeah. Really dark. Like I was confined to my room a lot. It wasn't really. Oh like, no! But I then it was, yeah, it was so mad because even when you said about childhood, like. I looked back. At, I found loads of pictures when I was cleaning out my room of like me when I was like five, between five and ten, and I was like happy. And I was like to my parents, like, mm. "What was I like as a child?" And they're like, "Oh, you were really like carefree. <laughs> you were really like you know a child. You were like you were really bright and all this stuff." And then they don't, they're like they don't, they literally don't know what happened. Like you got to like twelve, and then it just became it just became this. Dark, you just switch right and i, guy, I see that know? i see that with like the people the, the twins in my house like the boys when they were young they were very like boisterous and stuff and when they got to that adolescent period they started personality so one of them thinks he's really cool and mm. like i think he's gonna be a real like a ladies man like he's always <laughs> yalis literally like he Give hates, him this is how you he lose <laughs> doing waves in his hair now so he's always wearing oh my um, god the do-rag face do-rags like all the time he'll and the wave cream with his little aftershave i'm Whoa. like what are you doing like you're 13 like come on That's let the, the young That's man the but he, he, he's, he's proper thing is i get along with him more than the other one the other one's fucking crazy like he's so like crazy he's all, over he's the place. all over the place and i'm like can you calm down he's the one that i'm always like arguing with yeah. you know but yeah at, um i think at that point it's, it's a very precarious time to be and i literally just it really scares me to raise that's I, I don't care about childhood and stuff raising a child but uh, that is the stage where things form mm. um ideas begin to form and but your view on the world and i think it, as a parent it must be so crazy mm. um raising a child in that and that's why i think i was very sheltered and i felt like the you know everyone around me is trying to constrict me because mm. they they were i can imagine now they were really really scared yeah yeah do you know book perfectly captures adolescence i think franny and zuri mm-hmm. yeah i think like because i think i believe it's uh franny 
has like this existential crisis, and then she's just I think I had many of those. Yeah, <laughs> she's just laying on the on the couch like it's because one they're very very clever. They're part of the Glass family, and they're like child prodigies and stuff. So they're mm-hmm. really really clever. They read a lot of stuff, and she has a moment where she's just kind of like the world cares more about I guess knowledge than wisdom. And she starts thinking about Jesus. I mean, well, her brother starts talking to her about Jesus and all this stuff. But she oh has God, an existential yeah. crisis, basically. Yeah. And I feel like that is a part of growing up. Yeah. Having those moments where you're just like, where do I stand? Where do I fit in? What, mm. what is, like, I have many moments where I'm just like, what is this? Like, what is this? What is this world? What, what, do you know what I mean? What yeah. am I doing here? Uh, sort of thing. And you just, it's, I think when you have those at 15 as well. Yeah. I really un- yeah exactly it it really makes you f- it really knocks you off your feet yeah um so yeah Finding Zoo is really is a really good book that captures um that captures I guess and it's all I about the road that you take right in terms yeah. of at that stage so when I was at that s- when I was 15 actually I remember having those crises every literally every day and that's at that age that's when I started doubting my faith and stuff yeah. and I was literally like like what religion am I what do I believe in what am I being taught questioning absolutely everything yeah. when I question adults they just be like, "Why are you? Asking why are you questions. questioning? This is you just, know, it just like, is. What's, what's, where's your man? Like, mm. where's your faith?" And I got really angry because I'm like, "Why is my? Why are my questions not being answered?" <laughs> and I think, um, so I'm gonna take it back to Fly Girl because <laughs> it it literally was my coming of age book, yeah. and I felt like I read it at a perfect time. I read it when I was like 13, 14, and um, in it I saw two girls, right, Tracy and Rahim, Rahima. And Tracy was like the protagonist and she was the one that was, you know, not hoeing, but she was, you know, she was experimenting and she was out here and falling in love with like, uh, what's his name? Um, Victor Hinson, who still remains the love of my life today, um, who turns into a Muslim <laughs> the oh, next book. Okay. Which I was like, wow. Um, and um, so it was Tracy who was like out here and she was popular and stuff. And there was Rahima who was like the girl with the A stars and she'd cry if you'd get the B, <laughs> literally. And it was it was a matter of seeing these two paths. And I, when I read that book, I literally said to myself, okay, well, I, as much as I love Tracy and I love um, that she can explore and whatever, the sensible thing for me is to go down Rahima's route mm. and be that academic and focus on my grades and stuff. So literally that book was the parent that I needed because my, if anybody else, any adult tried to tell me this stuff, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have listened. No, but yeah. reading that book, I think that is the role that i took yeah and that is the path that i took but then again yeah. i'm like mm, what's it's it interesting i remember sitting down lacking in everything yeah. else <laughs> i remember sitting down at 14 15 and trying to decide w- what my faith what my spiritual compass was spiritual what, my, compass. what my faith was because i remember even sitting down to be my uncle and being like i don't know about this christianity thing you know and he's like all right talk to me and i was like so there's many faiths out there. We were talking about Islam. We were talking about atheism. We were talking about all of it. I know it, probably, it would probably kill my nan if I converted to Islam. But it probably... You know, but it's it was one of them... Are you straight? You're a bachelor, you know. That's it was, so strange, though. It, 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 sorry, but you just have... Um, but you, you go through those stages, isn't it? Mm. With me, it was like... With Christianity, of course, I was brought up, like, to be yeah. a Christian and whatnot. I never really started doubting my faith until one time I did something... I put my middle finger up at my auntie Mad. through the window. See you. And <laughs> Did she see that? She saw it and she told my dad. I would have died. <laughs> and then my dad my aunt was like standing in front of me. He stood me in front of him. And then he slapped me into an existential crisis. <laughs> so how does that happen? 
You are so, <laughs> so you dramatic. are so dramatic. I'm telling you because he literally he smacked you and then all of a sudden your head was in dust. Yes, because <laughs> after that I remember like it's re- we're laughing in it, but it's yeah, really no, fucked no, up. No, I've no, written a bike yeah, and yeah. I I actually went um, I went outside and I sat on the the back stoop and that was the first time I ever thought about dying yeah. and death and just being alive. It's the first time I realized that I was actually alive and that I could actually die. Mm. And then that's when I started thinking about religion. And then I started thinking about, I used to also ask my mom after that, okay, so God's there, but who created God? You know those questions yeah. that kids ask? Yeah. Who created God yeah. then? Or, because well, one thing that terrifies me is the fact that people say, oh, when you go to heaven, you're there for eternity. That's terrifying to me. <laughs> eternity is terrifying. I don't know how anyone it's can the be. good place. I don't know how anyone can be like, oh, you're going to be happy it? forever and ever, forever and ever. And ever, ever. 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 Forever, like, ever, forever, ever. Yeah, I love I eternity. Like, I love the idea of eternity. Not. Nah. But yeah, though, that's when I really started. It's those kind of questions that put me off Christianity. The fact that I can say, I can ask you who created God, and you can just tell me, oh, he's just, he just is. Like it's just how it is. Do mm. you know what I mean? It just didn't make sense to me as a child. So I was just kind of like, okay, whatever. Yeah. This ain't for me. Then if you can't, this ask is. Me. Yeah, I was basically just yeah, and it's, it's those conversations you have. But then I remember even sitting down and I was just sitting down thinking, like thinking, like actively doing that. And then my parents, I don't know, older relatives would be like, why do you look like you've got the world in your hands? Why do you look like you've got um, everything resting on your shoulders? And I'm just sitting there thinking like, I'm having a, like, I'm having an internal crisis right mm. now. Do you know what I mean? And before you actually sit down and have a conversation to be like, what's going on? Like, you know, share the thoughts. They don't. You know, you you muddle through the adolescence and thinking, trying to figure out yourself by yourself, and it's like, then they then they're confused when you get to a certain conclusion when you're an adult. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? It's like, I oh, how did you become like this? How did you yeah. get these ideas? And it's like, well, when I was thinking between the ages of fifteen and whatever age. You know? I think it's a very mad time. Like I was hella suicidal when I was. Yeah. An adolescent, like every like, I every time I'd pussy, be, I'd like, literally be like, I hate this shit. I can't do it. Yeah. It was horrible, horrible. And I don't even know when I stepped out of it, but I just remember being a whole depressed for like Yeah. From fourteen to like seventeen. Like yeah. I don't even I don't remember. It's just like don't a, know how a, it... a a depressed mess. Mm. Alright guys, but okay. Ugh. So posi- <laughs> positives of being ad- of your adolescence. Anything that you know, can kinda remember. <laughs> Any positive times that we can remember. Because it was a really dark spiral we just went down. I know. I'm like, how did How did posit- we get there? Were there any positive times? Um, like, you know, school days or, you know, various things. Swimming well, in the I pool like with your friends. Like in drum. I mean, I remember <laughs> positives. Whew, I'm going to have to really think hard. Um, I know, right? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> positives positives like of Thought Park or Alton Towers or... Yeah, don't, thing, yeah. You know? I never did those because I, I, I was, I, I was jailed right, at <laughs> my house. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Not with friends anyway. Probably just my mum, you know. Really? Being able to spend time with my mum when things were good. Things were, 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 were cool. true, actually. They were nice. When me and my mum just had each other on, my um, my dad was still in America. Those were good times. <laughs> Those were the best times. Did actually. you wish about becoming an adult? When I was younger. Because I, I had this... I, that's why I said I didn't live my life as, an, as a teenager because I always wanted to... Because I thought I will be free when I'm an adult, when I'm older and I can be more autonomous. So I always wished my life away at that age. No, I didn't wish to be an adult. I wished to be stronger. I wished I 
was able to physically take care of myself mm. so that if anybody tried to beat me i could really do i wanted in. money i literally was like money is my way to freedom mm. that's all i wished for really i, yeah. wanted, to, I wanted to leave I escaping was my way to freedom you see what i mean like, so oh, ray so wanted money alex wanted freedom and i wanted muscles yeah sounds about right sounds <laughs> about right yeah. no it's true like my whole as in my whole life has been like how do i take care of myself and yeah. seeing around me i said i need to be financially stable yeah and and as a kid when i like wanted something and i couldn't get it for me it was like why don't i have money yeah. to buy this like there was a magazine young voices, young voices <laughs> i used to love to and you know i wasn't allowed them you weren't allowed I, oh yeah you wouldn't be, you not. so there would be like posters of omarion and stuff and and all those and yeah. i used to love it and i used to fold it up and put it in my school bag and like you know take it out and look at it and yeah. then put it back in because i wasn't allowed those things so buying it i obviously i couldn't be like hey can i have this amount of money to go and buy right, young yeah. voices <laughs> it was like remind I just, me i just need money i'm going to take you a know? picture of my of my all my young voices i'm going to go home and do it oh man i, I used to love young you. voices and i used to love like crazy chick and stuff like that so many typos in there but hey life in it i just needed money i thought <laughs> so money strange. was the way to yeah. just so strange that you this is why this is why I, this kind of reassures me now that i'm right i did not have this adolescent stage because yeah. i was not thinking about money up until 18 i was not thinking about freedom the only thing that you could say was kind of an adult thing that i was but thinking wasn't about you f- did you think you were death. free already i didn't you if you told asked me about freedom at age 17 i would not know what you're talking about but that's maybe right. because you already had it you didn't you did you what did you have restrictions that somebody was like you want to you want to play out and someone was like no yes of course but oh. did you have like of course i had restrictions my dad was a fucking bully i couldn't go out after seven o'clock I had to be home at a certain time. I had to pick my brother up from school. Yeah. yeah. You know, I could, my friends would have things and I wouldn't have them. I would yeah. want them and I would be told, no, so you can't So why didn't you want to escape that? Or didn't you? I didn't know there was such a thing as, as escape from that. that. Mm. Oh, right, oh okay. I saw adults because I was like, if I'm, if you can boss me about when I get to your age, I'll be able to do that. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> yeah. what I thought in my head. I'm yeah. like, you're doing all this to me. But who's doing this to you? No one. I don't. Or I don't see anyone doing this to you. Therefore, I want to be you. That's my. Dis- so I feel that's that's, what, that's that's my whole life was like. I just need to be older. I just if need I, to be if older. I, if I had known that there was such a thing as a way out of that, if I could actually comprehend that at mm-hmm. age seventeen, would have gone to university and left my house. Yeah. But I didn't know I could do that. I yeah. didn't even know I, I could it, go to, to be, university. To be honest, it was actually the um, going to university was was my main objective to get to get out because I was like. So I, was like, I didn't even I was, get need to get out because I wasn't allowed like to leave the city. To leave but, the city. but I was like, you know what? Every uni that I was looking at was not in London, and my mom and dad were very big on me leaving the city. So they were like, you know, wow, go and that go is amazing. And I was like, rah! I was like, I'm gonna go. And even just like the day when they left my um, hall of residence, it was like it was just like silence for like it was like a really echoey, weird kind of oh my god. Mm. Oh shit! Like I'm actually in my whole, like in my room and mm. thinking I'm here. Yeah, that was really that was ne- that was ne- for me that was necessary. I needed that. I needed that. Weird. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, guys, if you guys have any like stories of adolescence you guys want to share with us, yeah. um, let us know. How was and your adolescence? How was that? Any how books you want? Any books you want to recommend on that? You know, leave us some messages in the SoundCloud comments on our Twitter feed. And, email us and email us. Mostly lit at gmail.com mostly at gmail.com that's right. right okay let's move on so mostly flicks oh happy day <laughs> what what's wrong no, with you I just 
I just uh, remembered the read sound like you know when it when it oh, starts. <laughs> when you said that, I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, shit, that's another podcast. <laughs> no, um, so we're gonna go into mostly flicks now, and um, yeah, so you know, Ray picked out last week, Kiss Kiss Bang, Kiss Bang. Kiss Bang Bang, that stars Robert Downey Jr. with various people that I didn't know. Calmar, what's his name? I don't know. I don't know what his name is. Um, <laughs> gay, name. what do they call him? Gay, ah, oh, Gay Perry. Gay, gay Perry. Perry. Yeah. Gay Perry. What did you think of the film? Um, oh, Derek hasn't watched yeah, it. Yeah, obviously, because he's an asshole. Yeah, you've somehow. Somehow forgot. he's an asshole. Um, he did not forget, boy. Uh, okay, so I watched it, and um, I obviously, I, Kilmer, so. I liked it, um, yeah. obviously, because it had Robert. Who was being Robert as he is? Literally, he's such a good. He's a good actor. Say, no, I don't know about that. Because I was reading it, and sorry, I was watching it, and then I was like, "This is Iron Man." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I was mm. like, "This is kind of Iron Man." Watch, actually, that. actually, yeah. Watch what? Watch Chaplin. Chaplin. Then you'll know that Downey Jr. is a good actor. I mean, Chaplin. he's good, but I feel like. It but when was you very... watched, when you watched it, he's the same character he was yeah, using. Yeah, I was Iron like, I probably what got him. Probably what got him the job. Maybe, maybe, but yeah, um, I really liked it. There was quite a few like. Not plot twists, but it was very like investigatory because yeah. obviously it was about trying to um, figure out why everyone's dying. No, who what is it again? Mm. Um, the might Michaela or no Michelle something. She's a very beautiful woman. She's also in the woman. The her name is Michelle Mon- Monaghan. Yes, her who was um, Harry Langston, who's obviously. Um, Robert Downey Jr., mm. childhood sweetheart and stuff, and you know he's like, he's a basically he's a little petty thief and found himself um, auditioning for a movie role, and all of a sudden now he's like um, trying to figure out who killed who um, with Gay Perry, who is an investigator. <laughs> it's a, it's a real mess. It's, but, um, it's funny though. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It wasn't like amazing. No, no, no. It wasn't amazing, but it was. It was there were some really interesting parts in it, though, especially with like the whole sexual assault situation that's happened. Well, things that are like coming out mm. in um, across certain industries, and um, yeah. you know, like there was a scene where he saw a spider crawling across her breast. And he tried to yeah. and he tried to like blow it and hit it out when she was asleep. And then she woke up and she's like, "Oh my gosh, you're grabbing my tit!" And she's hey. like, "He's like, yeah, there's a, there's a spider. I'm trying to find the spider." And then she was like, "Oh, so something happened." And, he, and then he was like, "Then she was like, oh, it's okay, it's like, okay, it don't happens." Worry about you know, it. it happens. Like, and then she was like, "What the fuck? Would you mean it happens? Like, like, it doesn't someone, happen when someone like touches you like that. It's, it's not yeah, normal. Like it doesn't and then happen." She, she was like, "Oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I believe you." And he got really pissed off. Yeah. Which I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, and he had there were certain monologues. I think it was it was really good script writing because a lot of the monologues were really addressing like sexual assault, sexual assault in Hollywood. Pardon? I liked his narration. Yeah, they were really addressing those kind of things. It's really good, really good. Watch it, Derek. Sexual assault in Hollywood. (laughs) No, no, it was really white joke. Yeah, that's that's essentially what that's essentially what the theme was like. Mm. Um, But it was really good. I think it was um, as I said, good script writing good direction um and he had really it, it was really quirky like some things that you thought weren't going to happen because th- these are the typical formulas in a film mm-hmm. just did yeah do you know what i mean like there was a very, there were very sharp moments that you just didn't expect to happen. i like the last scene where he um basically kills everyone the way he does it is yeah. like you're not this slick but it, it, yeah. it happens really good like, just, i quite yeah, enjoyed yeah, that yeah, part yeah. he was being very badass yeah 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 it's really it's really rough it was a really rough one. Yeah. Um, one second. <laughs> Did he really just <laughs> say one second? Anyways, um, 
yeah, that was mostly flicks. Derek, please go and watch it. I might watch it. I mean, is, is there really any point in me watching it now that you guys have just. I mean, watch told it for exactly your own, like, I've... viewing pleasure, I suppose. Mm. I think you should. Oh, it's your turn to choose, right? Yes, it's my turn to choose. But I'm, I, again, I don't really trust the bag that why? Alex made. What do you mean, why? Because Alex wrote all the names in there. Yeah, well, you didn't come up with the suggestions. <sighs> Fair enough. Okay, fine. Um, I probably, yeah, I watched Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. It is one of those movies that everybody's supposed to watch because really? it's, yeah, Downey Jr. I haven't even heard of it. You never heard of it before then? No. What? Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Anyways, can, can we uh, what are you saying? You don't, you, don't trust, you don't trust my choices? No, you have a weird choice. No, because you've, you gave me choices. I asked you to give me choices. You chose not to give me choices. That's your own personal problem. Well, no, not really. It is. I have to pick out. Just give me the bag. (laughs) No, because you're going to pick. No, pick. Just give me the bag. You can't um, choose. Can we just watch my cousin visit? No, No. man. Just pick the damn thing. All right. I'm just ruffling for a look. You son. Go through this bag. Um, All right. So, the movie. We'll watch. I'm not watching this. Oh no, you can't do that. You actually, on, you actually like, can't do on. that. You're such a sports. You, yeah, you film. actually cannot do that. Lucky number eleven. What? Who the hell? Exactly. Wait, can I, sir. Can I get one no, more choice? No, 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 no you no, don't. Because no. then we'll be doing this every week, and that's not no. gonna happen. You gotta, you gotta stay true to the bag. I'm lying. That's not what it was. No, you're a liar. I'm a, yes, I'm a you lying. are. You're lying. I'm you're lying. It's because I wanted to watch that. That's why I said that. Do you remember writing that down, Alex? Yes. Oh, you do. Okay. Okay, so the movie is for coloured girls. <laughs> Let's see it. Is it for coloured girls? It's for coloured girls. I've seen for coloured girls. Everyone's seen for coloured girls. You should, watch, you should watch it again. No, but we've all seen it. But so? it's a great movie. So we can watch it again to talk about it. Tyler yeah. Perry, baby. Tyler Perry, baby. Why? Ugh. All right, let's move on. I don't want to watch yeah. that scene. No, you can watch it, man. What watch scene? Where, watch, where it, watch it. Who watch it. Watch it. the babies. Guys. <laughs> okay, fine, man. Chill. Relax. Alex, we're not yeah. ruining it relax for anyone. Relax your soul, man. No, we've seen the film. <laughs> Anyway, guys. <laughs> Sorry, did you guys see that video of how corporate people are? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you just get the email that I sent you? Uh, did you just did you just? <laughs> Dead. That's not even how people laugh at you my work. Laughs like no that. one. Somebody, did you see somebody tweeted? Oh, this is how someone said. Oh, this is how Gabrielle Union acts. Yeah. <laughs> and then she blocked. She blocked him. Really? Did she? Yeah. Gabrielle Union blocked wow. him. Oh all right. my goodness. Um, all right. Oh shit! It's my. No, it's not. No, yes, it is. Is it your reads? Yeah. Oh God, man! What's your um, reads? Very quickly, then. What do you I have? Got, out? I found this book on my shelf, right? And it's called "The Things You Can See Only When You Slow Down" Ugh. by Heyman Sunim. Okay. I don't know how it got there. Don't know where it came from. Right. But I was reading it, so it's a funny. It's a good book. Um, and it's just it's this, this Zen guy, and what he tends to write. He starts each chapter with a um with a personal with a personal essay. And he just kind of reflects on his topic throughout that, and then throughout the chapter, there are various little nuggets that you can take while that you have to that he wants you to sit down and absorb. So I think the chapter starts with it starts with rest. So it kind of gives you like certain meditations on how on what resting means, and right. like, you know what, how you know how to take time um, slowly. Because what he was saying was in the very beginning of the book was that you know people people are always busy. But it's about how the world affects you, you know what I mean, and not how you affect the world, kind of Aww, thing. And it's cute. it's a really interesting. It's really interesting so far. And um, yeah, he's got several chapters on mindfulness, passion, relationships, love, life, the future, spirituality, and then there's an epilogue. But each chapter begins with a personal essay. So um, yeah, that's called the things you can 
see only when you slow down and i think that i think it's it's pretty good so far some of the some of the little meditations are like some of them are basic but there are some things that if you sat down and like just had a think be pretty good so his first his first um his first personal essay is called why am i so busy and then he kind of explores <laughs> ex- explores what it means to be busy and the like so that's pretty good i'd say i'd say get that try it have a read let me know what you think over three million copies sold in various languages oh no thank you yeah you weren't reading it <laughs> you know yeah the things you go only to see when, only when you slow down it's pretty good um Ray. Oh Ray's yes. Woman. Okay, so I actually just found my. It's not. I'm not really gonna focus on the woman. I'm gonna focus on the book. Um. So a few years ago, when I was having my um, jobless summer, uh, I think this was the year before I started university, and I bought all of these classics right to read because I was obviously starting an English literature degree, and I thought, oh, I need to read up on loads of things. So I bought War and Peace, I I bought Ulysses, I bought Madame Bovary, um, I, I bought so much stuff, right? And I didn't end up reading any of that crap. <laughs> and, um, mm-hmm. Instead, I spent the whole summer reading um, Trash Chicklet. Um, but I came across this book <laughs> in my... Um, my um local library and it was the first book where i read about a muslim girl um dating and a muslim girl in the corporate world trying to basically find a husband or not even just trying just living and and having her family being like marry this very marry this man and stuff Mm. like that and the book is called saris in the city written by a woman called recha um wahid and basically it's i'll just read out a little bit it's um the description love lingerie and family loyalties collide in the sexy sassy tale of chasing success but at what cost when ambitious city analyst yasmin yusuf's hope for a traditional happy ever after in the romance stakes is shattered she decides there's only one course of action get smart sexy and successful and what better way to achieve it than by turning around a failing lingerie company uh, swept ahead first into her glamorous new job by suave private banker zachary khan who is literally like the sexiest man alive um after um victor hinton course in fly girl yasmin is soon clashing with snobby fashionistas pedantic accountants blah 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 blah, blah. so yeah it's very it's very chiclety it's very different um i don't think i've read anything as trashy <laughs> as i have read in that summer but i really um advise you know if you're just if you want a nice chilled book you don't want to think too much you just want a little bit of a, a fun thing then do go um and read it and i'd really encourage um muslim women to read it actually because it's very rare that muslim women are portrayed as being you know in the corporate world and just trying to find romance as every other becky is so Mm-mm. please go and read it it's nice. called saris and the city by Recha wahid cool thanks <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're done are we done yes we're done so yay i mean boo thanks a lot guys for tuning <laughs> in once again if you want to at us find us on twitter at mostly lit on instagram at mostly lit pod mm-hmm. you want to email us it's mostly lit at gmail.com please read i'm um, sorry please watch um for colored girls with us and cut be ready to discuss oh yeah why week. not yeah yeah <laughs> watch for colored girls with us yeah decent movie yeah okay i mean you guys are not gonna rewatch it Derek isn't because he can't even watch a film i love tyler it? perry so yes i will rewatch it do you, mm-hmm. I, do you? i love tyler perry i do love my dear movies you, you enjoy what's coming up oh god i hope oh god anyway <laughs> okay thanks, bye guys, guys. it was See great you next week. bye, bye.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.